takes it out for Ekblad. Back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and Rice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Barzell with the open net and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian, and I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the weekend edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could join us today, and thank you for being part of the Locked On Islanders family and for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. Tough loss for the New York Islanders. They fall in a shootout 4-3 to three despite big milestones for Zach Parise and Zdeno Chara and despite the fact that they had 47 shots on goal in this game and still could only put the puck in the net three times. We're going to talk about what this loss is indicative of in this game. We've got a full preview of both of this weekend's games coming up. One in LA, one in Anaheim as the Islanders continue their West Coast road trip. And uh, we have our Islanders birthday of the day. A fairly anonymous, unknown Islander who came up really big in a playoff game, and we're going to revisit that big playoff goal uh, later on in this episode. If you've got something Islanders-related on your mind, you have a question, a comment, maybe a topic you'd like us to discuss on the show, feel free to send us an email. The email address, LockedOnIslanders at gmail.com, and if you leave your name and uh, first name and where you're from, we are happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You can also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you can follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars NYR VSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest Islanders news, notes, and happenings, and we are live tweeting, or I am live tweeting, during nearly every Islanders home and road game. So we get some instant insight and analysis, and it's always great to interact with fans during the game. All right, Islanders fall 4-3 to three in a shootout to the San Jose Sharks, ending the Sharks' seven-game losing streak. And, you know, this is a game, quite honestly, that the New York Islanders should have won. You got... 47 shots on goal in this game in the, you know, 60 minutes of regulation and the five minutes of overtime. And then, of course, you had three more chances in the shootout. But you get 47 shots on goal in a game and you're still only able to score three times. This speaks volumes to me about the fact that this team just doesn't have enough finishers does not have enough skilled players. And you look at the record of the Islanders in overtime and in shootouts, this year in particular, but really in the entirety of of the Barry Trotz era. And they have struggled in three-on-three overtime when skill and speed are at a premium. And in the shootout, where, again, uh, making moves to 
to beat the goaltender. It's a skills competition. It's a glorified skills competition. But you still need to have those those filthy, skilled moves in order to make it work. And the Islanders just did not have that. And look, three-on-three overtime, lots of open ice, lots of space. It's harder to play the Barry Trotz, keep it slowed down system uh, and just minimize the opposition's chances and, and forecheck and wait for your uh, for turnovers to create scoring chances for you. That is not going to get the job done uh, often in three-on-three overtime, and obviously it has no effect whatsoever during a shootout. So really, anytime the Islanders are in overtime or a shootout, they are out of their element. They are not able to play their style of hockey. And, you you know, after a fairly sluggish first nine, ten minutes of this game, uh, the Islanders really came on and dominated. And you look at the shots on goal, the Islanders had 30 shots on goal in the second and third period combined. San Jose had 13. And yet, we still headed to overtime. And that just isn't going to get the job done. A lot of little notes, little takeaways here. First of all, Josh Bailey, a healthy scratch for the first time in a long, long time. Um, Does this have anything to do with trade rumors? Probably not. We don't know for sure. But it certainly is trying to send a message to Josh Bailey and Oliver Wallstrom and Kiefer Bellows, both in the lineup for the Islanders uh, in Bailey's absence. But then you also had the two big uh, milestones in this game. Zdeno Chara passing Chris Chelios. He was tied with him after Tuesday's game for the most games played in the regular season all time by a defenseman. So congratulations to Chara. And the Sharks, you know, gave him a, a, a nice tribute. And just, you know, the respect that Zdeno Chara has around the league, always great to see. And, you know, he had another game where, you know, he got into a fight and it was almost unfair watching Zdeno Chara fight. Didn't play as well as he did Tuesday night, but still one block shot, one hit, 16 and a half minutes roughly of ice time. Would have been more if he didn't spend the five minutes in the penalty box. But overall, uh, a, a milestone night for uh Zdeno Chara, and then another milestone for Zach Parise. Parise had a goal and an assist in this game as the line of Barzal, Parise, and Palmieri again clicking a bit, but not as well again as Tuesday, but you weren't playing an expansion team last night. But the other thing is for Parise, the goal, the 400th of his NHL career, so congratulations to Zach Parise on reaching that milestone. But again, you know, okay, the Islanders are now 1-0-1 on this road trip, and that's okay uh, in, in the sense that if you can put together two more wins this weekend, yeah, you're on track, but 47 shots. I can't remember the last time the Islanders had 47 shots on goal in a game. And every forward in the lineup had at least one shot on goal in this game. 
And in the only, in fact, the only Islanders player in the lineup out of the 18 skaters who dressed who didn't have a shot on goal was Ryan Pulak. Everybody else had at least one, including five for Noah Dobson, five for Adam Pellick among the blue liners. And then, you know, it was a balanced attack. Brock Nelson, who also scored, had five. Uh, And no player had more than that, but everybody was contributing. The problem, can't put the puck in the net. And Noah Dobson hit a post. And, you know, I think there were two or three posts to go along with the 47 shots on goal. And then you had your three breakaway chances in the shootout. And the Islanders just could not get the job done. This team, it's a flaw that really can cost them. Now, obviously, if you get into the playoffs, and I'm not talking about this year, folks. I'm kind of looking back at the last three years under Barry Trotz when they you know, made, they won a series all three years, went to the conference final the last two year, two years, you know, there is no three-on-three overtime and there is no shootout. Uh, so it hurts you less if you get into the playoffs. But again, the numbers, the wins and losses and the statistics back that up as far as the way the Islanders play. Uh, statistically, they just aren't going to get the job done enough in overtime and in shootouts because of the fact that they don't have any uh, enough skilled players. And realistically, while this Islanders lineup has balance uh, and, and a certain amount of depth, they only have one legitimate first-line talent offensively in this lineup. And that's Matthew Barzal. And oh, by the way, Barzi's not good in shootouts. So... Tough loss for the Islanders. You take the point, but at, at this point in time, you needed two, and it was a, a frustrating way to lose for the New York Islanders. We've got a lot more to discuss on today's episode. We will preview both of this weekend's games, one in L.A., one in Anaheim. We've also got our Islanders' birthday of the day and a lot more still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by Built Bar. This is the time of year that I've pretty much given up on all my New Year's resolutions, but not this year. I'm sticking to my resolution to eat right thanks to Built Bar. It almost feels like it's not really a resolution because I actually enjoy eating them. Have you tried the Puffs? If you haven't, you're missing out on one of Built Bar's best tasting bars. Puffs are the first ever protein-infused marshmallow. They're fluffy, they're marshmallowy, they're not just a protein bar. They're a treat, and like all Built Bars, they're covered in 100% real chocolate. Puffs are a fan favorite with some incredible flavors like yummy cinnamony churro, coconut marshmallow, banana cream pie. They're so good, these are going to be your new favorite. And look, most Built Bars contain 130 calories, only 4 grams of sugar, and 4 net carbs, but they pack 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which usually has around 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. At Built Bar, they're all about the taste. They make it taste delicious first. Then they figure out how to make it healthy. And I don't know how, but they pull it off every time. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCK15, and you'll get 15% off your order. That's promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. 
Thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen. Now for your next listen, check out the Locked On NHL Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NHL game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Busy weekend coming up for the Islanders. Two games on tap. And these are going to be, uh, again, critical to whatever chances the Islanders have left. Now, on Saturday, 10.30 Eastern time start, the Islanders will be in L.A. to take on uh, the L.A. Kings. So that's the first matchup of the weekend. Now, the Kings will be playing a back-to-back. They still have to face Anaheim on tonight, Friday night. Uh, Now, the Kings have won three in a row and four of their last five, so they're playing good hockey right now. Jonathan Quick, almost like he went into a time machine playing strong hockey this year. And then there are uh, there's a nice mix on the Kings of older guys who you may know, like Drew Doughty and Anze Kopitar, and then some younger players who are doing a good job, like Adrian Kempe, of putting the puck in the net. And it's interesting. Goals for the Kings are right in the middle of the league at 16th. Goals against their 10th. The power play and penalty kill. Special teams hurting this team in a big way. The power play is 26th in the league, only 16.8% effective. The PK, 29th. So here are the line combinations right now for the LA Kings. The top line, Anjay Kopitar centers Alex Ayafalo and Adrian Kempe. Philip Deneau is the second line pivot with Trevor Moore and Victor Arvidsson on either side of him. Quinton Byfield centers Andreas Anthancio and Dustin Brown on the third line. And then it's Blake Lozati with Brandon Lemieux and Arthur Kaliev on the fourth line. On defense, Mikey Anderson and Drew Doughty are the top pair. Oli Mata and Matt Roy, the second pair. And Tobias Bjornfot and Sean Dersey are the third pair. The goaltenders right now, uh, Jonathan Quick and Cal Peterson. Sean Walker, Al- Alexander Edler, they're on IR. They are out, while Martin Furk and Christian Wallinen are in COVID protocol So we have to see whether or not they will be able to come back in time for Saturday's game. Sunday now, the Islanders move on to nearby Anaheim to face the Anaheim Ducks. The Ducks will face the Kings, uh, as we mentioned, tonight, Friday, and then they'll have a day off before they face the Islanders. So... Saturday, the Islanders will be facing a team coming off a back-to-back, and Sunday, it'll be the Islanders who are coming off the back-to-back. Now, that's an 8.30 Eastern time start, so at least Sunday night, uh, a little bit tougher, you know, a little bit earlier, uh, so you don't have to stay up quite as late. The Ducks, 15th in the league in goals, scored 21st in goals against a very good special teams units. Fifth on the power play, 25.2% success rate. Tenth on the PK, 82.2%. John Gibson is the number one goalie, backed up by Anthony Stolarz. Both of their numbers are pretty similar on the season. But I'll tell you, here's a name you may not have heard a lot about who's really, really good on this Ducks team. 
Troy Terry, 26 goals to lead the team, 44 points as well. And if you want to see a guy with skill, uh, you may have seen some of his highlight goals and, and passes, uh, the lacrosse or the Michigan-style play. Trevor Zegras, uh, he's second on the team in scoring with 39 points and leads the team with 26 assists. Sonny Milano, Ryan Getzlaff, Kevin Shattenkirk uh, also up there on the scoring list. And if we take a look at the line combinations for the Ducks this year, uh, Ryan Getzlaff centering Sonny Milano and Troy Terry on the top line. Zegris is centering the second line with Adam Henrique, a familiar name uh, from his time with the Devils, and Richard Rakel on either side of him. Isaac Lundstrom is the third line center. Sam Steele to his left. Jakob Silverberg to his right. And then on the fourth line, Derek Grant centers Nicholas Delorier and Sam Carrick. On defense, well, Hampus Lindholm is on the top pairing with Jamie Drysdale. Cam Fowler and Kevin Shattenkirk, a talented second pair. Simon Benoit and Josh Mahora are the third pair. And again, the goaltenders, as we mentioned, Josh Gibson and Anthony Stolarz. Two players on IR right now, Max Jones and Josh Manson. They will see uh, if either of them get back, but not expecting it. So right now, uh, out of the four points that are available to the Islanders, I would say you got to get at least three uh, if you want to hang on to those slim playoff hopes. Right now, you have three out of four points so far on this road trip. And uh, it doesn't get any easier because both Anaheim and L.A., quality teams. You know, the Sharks was a better opportunity to pick up two points. Here was a team that hadn't won, you know, in seven straight games. But now is the time to up your game and try to get things going uh, against two teams that are in the thick of the playoff hunt in the, the, the Kings and the Ducks. We've got more to discuss on this episode of the show. We've got our Islanders' birthday of the day. Can you guess who I'm talking about? A, a fairly obscure forward who came up with a big game-winning goal in the playoffs. He is our Islanders' birthday of the day, and we'll have that and more coming up on the Locked On Islanders podcast. Today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. Football may be over for this season, but basketball is in full steam for both pro and college hoops. And yes, conference tournaments are right around the corner. From all the latest odds, totals, player performance props to where the next fired coach is going to land, BetOnline.net is the number one spot for all your sports betting needs. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season, and it's not just basketball. BetOnline.net is your source for hockey, boxing, and UFC odds. Right to pretty much any sport and any event you could imagine. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and action. Bet online where the game starts. Time now for our Islanders' birthday of the day. And this is a guy who's still playing professional hockey. But uh, today is the 29th birthday for former Islanders forward Alan Quine, the Belleville, Ontario native uh, drafted by the Islanders in the sixth round of the 2013 NHL entry draft. 
Originally drafted in the third round by the Red Wings in 2011, but they never signed him. And Quine, you know, made his NHL debut with the Islanders in 2015-2016. Only played in two regular season games that year, but then in 10 playoff games, had a goal and five points. Had pretty much a full season with the Isles in 2016-2017, playing in 61 games, but uh, split the following year between the Islanders and Bridgeport. And since then, moved on to the Calgary Flames organization uh, and has been up and down between the minor leagues, the AHL, and the NHL this year, playing for the Henderson Silver Knights. And uh, in 15 games, he's got a goal and 11 points. So for his NHL career so far, Quine with 106 games, 10 goals, 28 points, and 22 penalty minutes, 13 career playoff games in the NHL, 10 of them coming with the Islanders back in 2015-2016. He's got one goal and six points, but oh, that goal. We're going to go back and look at that game. It came in Game 5 of the Islanders series against the Florida Panthers back in 2016. Series was tied 2-2, and Game 5 was down in Florida at the BB&T Center. And this was a long, difficult game. Islanders got on the board first. Franz Nielsen, his third of the playoffs from Thomas Hickey at 13-31, and that made it... One to nothing Islanders. Roberto Luongo was the goalie, by the way, for Florida. Tomas Grice in between the pipes for the Islanders. And it stayed that way. It stayed one nothing into the third period. But early in the third period, Alexander Barkov ties it. His second from uh, Alexander Petrovich and Yaramir Yager. Time of the goal, 159. We're even at one and one. In overtime. The Islanders had a penalty shot against them. Calvin Dahan covered up the puck in the crease, and Alexander Barkov had a penalty shot. Grice coming up huge and makes the save, and the game continues. And finally, in double overtime, with Derek McKenzie in the penalty box for slashing, Alan Quine, his first of the playoffs, to date his only career playoff goal, Marek Zidlicki and and Thomas Hickey with the assist. Time of the goal, 16 minutes. Islanders skate away with a 2-1 win to take a 3-2 lead in the series. Game 6 was back in Brooklyn at that point at the Barclays Center. And again, it went to double overtime. The Islanders winning it on John Tavares' dramatic goal. And that was the Islanders' first playoff series win in 20 three years. So Alan Quine, not a household name uh, in Islanders history, but boy, did he come up with a clutch goal in this game five of the 2016 opening round playoff series, and it made a huge difference. So Alan Quine is our Islanders birthday of the day. Happy 29th birthday and many, many happy more to Alan Quine. All right, that is going to more or less do it for today's show. This is a a weekend where the Islanders really need to get things in gear and come up big because, again, time is running out, and we'll see about Josh Bailey and whether or not his 
healthy scratch, whether he responds to it or whether it indicates something more, we'll have all of that updated for you either via Twitter or on Monday show. We'll also have our key takeaways from both of this weekend's games. Thanks for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On Fantasy Hockey. Host Steel Roden and Flip Livingstone help you become the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Have a great weekend, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.